Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by a student of Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday service. All right. Just to make sure, can you guys all hear me? Okay. Um, so my name is Connor. Um, I'm really glad we just did prayers because I'm a little bit uh, energized and heightened. Um, so you guys might know this, is that uh, an adrenaline rush can last up to an hour, right? So, you know, you get a little shaky, you get those, you know, yeah. um, so I'm going to do my best to ignore that. Uh, it's just sort of my nervous system doing what it does. Um, emotions are different, right? An emotion can last 5, 10 minutes on average. Some emotions can last up to 15 minutes. Most are only about 5 to 7 minutes. Some last a little bit longer, but that actually has relevance to this program, which is called Harmony Restoration, which is the mediation and grievance program that uh, has been created here for Lions Roar. Um, so let me give you a little background on sort of what's happened. Um, all organizations have problems, right? Groups have problems. Uh, in recent years, there have been a lot of major Buddhist organizations that have had some major problems, major sexual harassment problems, um, including teachers, well-known teachers, well-respected teachers that made some really bad choices. Some choices that have been pushed under the rug um, that severely damaged temples and organizations. Was, they've been in the news. Some of us have actually met those teachers, been taught by those teachers. Um, it's been unfortunate situations. A lot of teachers, a lot of temples have had grievance policies in place. Um, and a lot of those policies went into place in response to some of these situations. Um, so Lama wanted a policy in place. And we wanted something to make sure that this didn't happen or to be able to deal with it if it did happen. Um, he wanted something that was active, not something that was passive, not just something that was on a piece of paper, but something that we were actively working with. Uh, he wanted something that would stop a problem before it was actually a problem, right? sort of nip it before it was a big problem, um, before it brought down the temple. Right? It's a good place, a good community. We don't want to be something that gets destroyed by a sexual harassment complaint or a sexual harassment problem that's been going on for years that we've all chosen to ignore. Um, so Lama's vision was a dispute resolution and grievance policy. Okay, he wanted both. Um, and I admit that I did not deliver on that. Right? What I did deliver on was not a list of acceptable and unacceptable behaviors and a mediation policy. Um, I actually felt that emphasizing the five precepts was important because there is no way to incorporate the view and Vinaya. It was too big. And quite honestly, I don't know it. I don't think anyone in this room knows it well enough to condense it into a single page or into a single grievance policy. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe the monks in India might know it, but again, it's just too big. Um, so... I came at it from a different angle than what Lama was looking for. Um, Lama was also focused on something that would bring people together. Um, and so that was actually a shift in focus for me. Uh, and so it was a challenge. Um, and that brought together Harmony Restoration. Okay, so it, it's not really modeled off of any other program that we could find. We did a lot of research. Um, and didn't find anything that really fit this that we could just sort of take and plop into Lion's Roar. 
Um, and maybe it does exist, and we just didn't find it. That's always a possibility. Um, but for those who don't know me, let me just give you a little bit of my background to tell you sort of where I'm coming from. Um, and then I'll get into the details of the program. So I'm an attorney. All right, it's uh, a little scary, right? But I'm licensed by the state of California. Um, my background is that I've worked for the county of uh, Sacramento in small claims and unlawful detainer for many years. Um, and part of that clinic is doing mediation. Okay, so I would mediate uh, hundreds of cases each day, each calendar call, which is morning and afternoon, up to managing up to 11 cases in one courtroom and three to four cases in another courtroom every day. All right, and that would last maybe an hour or two, and then I'd go and do clinic duty, and each clinic each day would see about 50 to 60 people. Okay, so that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people management. That's a lot of problems that I saw. Um, so the mediation that I did is not that of a t typical lawyer. A typical lawyer mediation is lots of paperwork and a nice, cool room with your paperwork and the other lawyers and a you know, happy little stenographer, and you're sort of sparring back and forth and using big words. What I had was mediation in a hallway with 11 other cases, okay, not involving two people, but sometimes multiple people and all their friends and family, uh, fistfights, sheriffs being called, stuff being thrown around, um, and quite honestly, I got a lot of, uh, here, smell this, right? So it, it's a different sort of mediation that I, I'm used to, right? It's a lot of sort of on the ground sort of dealing with actual people, not dealing with other lawyers and paperwork. Um, so I come at mediation from a different perspective than a lot of lawyers would. Um, and that gives me a different perspective on mediation already. So just keep that in consideration when we're talking about the rest of this program. Uh, I've been here at Lions Roar for about a year. I took refuge in March. Um, like a lot of you, I'm trying to keep up with the Buddha Dharma program. We'll see. Uh, my personal circumstances for the last year have been a little bit rough, which means that I've had some time on my hands. I'm not currently uh, actively employed. I am looking for employment, though which means that I was in a position uh, to have the time to be able to help Lama build this program. Um, and quite honestly, I hope that most of this program's never used. So there's some great parts about it that'll hopefully help all of us, but I hope most of it's never used. Um, so let's get to the, the nickels and dimes about the actual program. Um, so. I'm going to read the guiding principles for harmony restoration, and a lot of this is actually taken directly from our missions and values and teachings um, and other documents that are actually available publicly online. Um, a lot of the concepts and, and other phrases um, are things that we hear Lama say over and over again. So it's not really new. It's just all sort of put together for the first time um, that I haven't seen before. Um, so there is a couple pages that I'm going to read directly. You can find this online. Um, and let me get through this, and then I'll take a couple questions about this uh, specifically. All right. So we are committed to, to be the living embodiment of the truth that is possible to have a vibrant sangha without power trips, without drugs and alcohol, without money issues. We believe we can run a clean, clear program dedicated to having stand-up organization that serves the entire community and our world. We're a group of devoted Vajrayana practitioners who 
values staying true to our teacher's vision of serving others through sharing the Dharma. We're committed to creating a warm, safe, and welcoming atmosphere where all levels of practitioners from all walks of life are free to practice in a supportive and authentic environment. Our teachers are committed to us to ensure that what we receive from them is always safe and always in, in accordance with the Dharma. We value harmony, but welcome challenges, and we understand challenges are necessary for growth. Cooperation, like independence, is a quality to be nurtured and encouraged, though it may not be easy. Lion's Roar is heart-centered. This means we value truly knowing each other through human connection, teacher to teacher, warm hand to warm hand, warm heart to warm heart. Maintaining heart-centered harmony takes commitment and work from every individual in our community. The basic foundation of our harmony is the five precepts. Lions Roar Refuge members and teachers specifically commit to, to these five precepts as part of their Dharma practice. Following the precepts is not always easy, and conflicts over them can arise. It is how we resolve these conflicts within Dharma that is important. The five precepts are to abstain from taking a life, to abstain from taking what is not given, to abstain from sexual misconduct, to abstain from false speech, to abstain from intoxicants. A basic basic assumption of this framework is that the community members involved are doing some regular pr Dharma practice, whether this is a secular mindfulness practice or lineage Dharma practice or something in between. These practices are the basis of our harmony when, when we center our hearts and are therefore able to grow with, through our challenges. They also form the common understanding that allows our community to nurture and encourage each other hand-to-hand -hand and heart-to-heart. <coughs> Challenges are when our hearts and minds are stretched and overwhelmed, and we are not able to settle ourselves privately from our own side. The purpose of this document is to, is to provide a framework for restoring harmony when challenges have arisen. There are three main levels of intervention. Informal, where those involved in the dispute learn specific techniques to use on their own, work, on their own to work through their challenges. Formal, which has several sub-levels, but essentially, this is where neutral parties become involved to help restore harmony. And finally, tribunal, where the entire community is involved because the discords or harm are, is at the community level, and harmony needs to be restored to everyone. At the informal level, restoring harmony is assisted by changing how we communicate with ourselves and therefore with each other. This is called the independent mediator level because you are acting as your own mediators. The language we use is the foundation we build our relationships on, including the relationship with ourselves. Gathering ourselves back together through meditation and better communication is, will help restore harmony between ourselves and others. When parties are unable to restore harmony between themselves this, using this new communication technique, the first level of formal restoration process may be started. A single mediator is chosen by the parties. This mediator will help the parties to build on their communication skills, guiding them through restoring harmony. The mediator will rely on communication techniques that were introduced in the informal level. Sometimes, having a neutral party to help settle the heart and mind is all that's needed to re reach harmony. The third level is that of triumvirate, where three medi mediators help the parties restore harmony between them. Often, two parties will each pick a mediator of the triumvirate then those two mediators will choose the third. At the level of the triumvirate, not all challenges will have gone through the first two stages. These include moderately serious challenges which arise and need to be handled differently, or minor challenges including a teacher. 
The triumvirate focuses on deep listening skills, allowing the parties to truly hear themselves and each other. The final stage of me final med mediation level, restoring harmony, is pursued through equanimity and the legitimacy of the process. The board, as the collective composition of mediators is called, is intentionally designed to be composed of leaders from outside the Sangha, leaders of Dharma centers, other community leaders, and people with specific knowledge or skills. Convening a board is, likely to be an un is not likely to be a common practice, but the process must be in place and the willingness to do so whenever needed must be there. The board is intended to handle serious challenges, ones where potentially there's already been legal action, anything more than a minor allegation involving a teacher. Restoring harmony at this level requires more time and investment on the part of all involved. It requires that Dharma be real and alive and accessible. The stretched and overwhelmed hearts and minds involved in board-level challenges are not likely, to be resolved, not likely to resolve the underlying issue. Therefore, it is important to use the principle of equanimity to help free the parties from the suffering of our mercurial hearts and minds. Lastly, tribunal bringing together the entire Sangha and community for healing and compassion. A challenge that is so great that every heart and every mind is stretched and overwhelmed is not the time to consider what to do. We live in a time when religious institutions are the target of violence. Tragedies happen and beloved teachers die. Having an immediate plan in place, even if it's not the formal proceeding, starts the healing and brings the community back together. So that's the basis of the program. I'm going to get into some more details, but are there any immediate questions that I can help answer? I'll take one or two right now. Yeah, do you want to? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit lost here. Um, could you could you tell me just in like five words what's what's this meeting about because um like i'm I'm just trying to awake my my Buddha nature to find what it is, and you just use so many words and kind of reading, and I got lost yeah okay so if you can say just few words, just five words <laughs> or, yeah, no more than ten. <laughs> So this is a mediation program to help solve problems that we have with each other. So I gotta use more words than 10, right? This is an entire program to help solve problems, different types of problems. And we get into a little fight with each other over, uh, you know, Water bowls. Water bowls are supposed to be filled up this high and this far apart. No, they should be this high and this far apart. That's one example. Or we hit each other in the parking lot with our cars. But we can't, we're too emotional, so we can't come to a reasonable agreement on what to do. So let's use this process to calm down, to be able to move forward. It is a change in perspective of how to resolve disputes. So we hit each other in the car with our cars rather than going to court. Let's calm down, move forward, and be able to maybe come to a resolution. But with water bowls, we're not going to be really able to resolve that. We're going to be able to accept that 
okay, you have your water bowl thing, I have my water bowl thing, but we still need to be able to live with it, each other. So that's the idea. There is a fundamental change in dealing with disputes. So this has a grievance program built into it. We are not telling you what to do and what you can't do. Okay, we don't have a checklist. Oh, you violated rule number seven, so now you have to pay a penalty. No, that's not the idea. The idea is you have an issue with someone, so you and that person need to find harmony. You need to get back to center. Right? We, hear, we hear Lama talking about find your center a lot. Find your center, they can find their center, and then you guys can move forward in, into the future. And we're leaving that problem behind us. Right? We're not gonna negotiate on who's right, who's wrong. We're gonna find a way to work with each other in the future. As for the grievance side of this, when you have a problem with the organization, this program still works for that because you have the ability to fill out a form. I have a problem with the organization. I have a problem with the teacher. You turn in the form, little administration issue with how that's gonna work yet, okay? And then we go to one of the higher levels of this program, and then we talk about the issue. <coughs> I'm gonna get into some of those details a little bit later on, but this is actually Dharma in practice, right? So we, we talk about the theories and the ideas. We talk about the, 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 the Four Noble Truths. We take refuge. We do all these things which are concepts and ideas, but this is practice. This is how we put these things into daily life, is I got mad. How do I deal with that anger? I had a, a problem with someone. I made a mistake. Now what do I do? This is the what you do. So this is a way to practice dharma in life, in the real world. Does that help answer your question? No, just make me more confused. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just um, the whole, the whole uh, teachings, the whole dharma, the whole thing is to help with that, right? Yeah. But are you talking like it's a triple A that if my car broke, I can call and, and say, oh, look, uh, I need towing. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, let's say, you, let's say you back out into me in the parking lot. It's okay. Let's say you back out into me in the parking lot. Uh -huh. Right? But I get really angry, and you get really angry. And we can't resolve who's, who backed into who. Right? Here's the program that we can sit down and we can help each other rationally calm down and get to a resolution. Does that make sense? And it's part of the Dharma Center. It's part of the yes. Of the Dharma Center yes. Yes.
Um, first of all, thank you for bringing your expertise to help our Dharma Center. Um, I had a, a darshan with Lama recently, and I was talking about a difficulty that I was having with my dad, who comes to the talks here frequently, and he's a really lovely guy, and he's been a Zen practitioner for a really long time. <coughs> but we're family, and, and I have, we have problems sometimes. <laughs> and, and he was um, part of part of Dharma is skillful means, right? We use skillful means to resolve our, our challenges instead of um, monkey mind and reaction and whatever. And, uh, and so the advice he gave me, which I won't share, it's kind of personal, but um, was so practical. It was so practical. And um, I was kind of expecting this very elaborate, um, poetic, <laughs> you know, response on how to, how to work with this. And he was, he was just so, it was so skillful and it was so simple. And um, I think that, I know that the Vinaya, which for um, those of us who, who don't know what that is, the rules of how a monastery works. You know, you have to have rules because if you don't have the rules in place, like you were saying, you, then when something comes up, it's a big, it's a big, it can potentially be a big problem and knock people off the path, right? Uh -huh. And um, there were, a, was it a year ago that there was a big debacle on, on um, one of the uh, Buddhist organizations and there were a couple of people who came here to check it out and they were really, um, they were really under, they were in trauma and they, they didn't know how to negotiate that and so I'm really grateful that you're, you've put this program together um, because we really don't want to, you know, it's, it's un really unfortunate when people get discouraged from practicing the Dharma um, because of um, abuses. Yeah. So um, sometimes, that's what I'm learning is that sometimes Dharma looks very practical and it's, <clears throat> you know, this is what we need to do so that we can, we can stay on the path. Um, anyway, so I'm I'm really amazed at your um, <clears throat> at your wealth of skills, and thanks for for helping us with this. Yeah. Just not a question, just comment. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So let me move on and see if some of this starts to make a little bit more sense, um, because this is really a, a programmatic talk more than a a, a dharma talk. Okay. Um, so, um, normally when you think about a mediation program, you really think about people giving and taking about the problem. Okay, so if we're talking about... Oh. Yeah, sorry, it's probably just me. Sorry about that. Um, so harmony restoration is not actually about a give and take. Okay? We're not actually talking about trying to solve the underlying pro problem. Like, if we have two people saying, I'm mad at you because you said such and such, and I'm mad at you because you said thus and so. We're not trying to solve that actual problem. Okay? We're not trying to solve that dispute. We're trying to bring people back to the center, right? make sure that they can move forward into the future. That's actually a really big point. We're not trying to solve the dispute. 
We're trying to bring the people back together, bring individuals back together into harmony and move forward. Okay? Leave the dispute behind. Forget about what happened in the past and move forward. Okay? Forget's probably not the right word, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. Um, yeah. Move forward. All right? So here's why this program's workable, is that we're here in Lions Road Dharma Center. We have all chosen to be here in a Dharma Center. This program is based on Dharma. Okay, we're chosen here to be here based on shared values. Right? Lots of Sanghas have imploded based on scandals, and a lot of other religious institutions have done so as well. Right? People can't be nice to each other all the time. We really want that, but it's just not possible. Um, we all have our good days and our bad days. Right? This is universal. It's good days and bad days. So what we can do, though, is we can take some steps to try to have our, our bad today not look quite as bad as our bad tomorrow. And communication skills and listening skills are things that help that. So the first stages of this program are based on building better communication skills. Right? Um, and hopefully over time, as people use it, the general communication skill level of wants and needs and desires increases um, and I don't have mine on me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, sorry, we're just going to have to live with some of the feedback from the mics. Um, so working with our communication skills and slowly building that on our shared values, we slowly build confidence in the program and in ourselves. Um, this program also includes mediator training. Right? So the mediators get slightly more advanced training in communication skills and in listening skills and how to teach that to other people. So I'm hoping that with more skilled mediators and me trained mediators around, they can model these communication skills. Right? This is something that Lama was actually really big on, is modeling communication skills to others, modeling the listening skills to others, and then... And we sort of have this snowball effect is, oh, I've been through this training. I can hear that you're having a bad day, so I'm not going to react as, as badly as I might have yesterday. So then as a Sangha, we stop having quite so many problems, right? So, you know, we sort of have this little viral effect of step by step slowly we build communication skills and we build listening skills and our Dhamma practice gets better. Um, so how this actually works. So this is sort of the nuts and bolts of how this works. At each level, there's a booklet. Right. And as you'll notice, they look like prayer books. <laughs> right? There's a very good reason for this. Like I was saying about the length that emotions last, some of this is take a breath and chill. Okay, so the first page of all of these is 
It's like our prayers, right? You take refuge, go for refuge, and this, you say the four measurables. It gives you that couple extra minutes of, oh, we got to go find the booklet. You go find it online. They're all online. It takes those couple extra minutes to help your emotions settle down. All right, so that's actually really important, is that the biology and the psychology, the psychiatry, that's bleh. the psychotherapy that's behind this is actually really important. And having Lama's experience with this was actually really helpful. Um, this is actually a really intentional design. So, um, the cool down time and the reading through this and the meditation time is actually really important. If you get to this and it says meditate, do it. Right? You don't have to meditate for long. You know, three, four minutes is actually okay. It's not like a 40 minute sitting and meditating. Don't even have to do 12 minutes. Six minutes would be perfect. Um, and all of them are actually long life prayers. Okay? The ones that include mediators, which are the last three, um, the mediators are going to have additional information to help guide you through it. <coughs> so they're going to have more information about walking you through the program. They'll probably have you read through it first and then go back and do some exercises. Okay? Um, so this one is hopefully the only one that you guys will be using. <laughs> That's my hope. Maybe this one, the single mediator, okay, where there's actually a mediator involved. And here's how you get to this one. All right. So you guys do this one on your own, and you and your friend are still mad at each other, you're still not settled. That's okay. Right? You, there'll be a list of the trained mediators. You guys pick someone off the list to help you go through this one. So you guys go to Lama. Hey, Lama, I'm mad at so-and-so. That's fine. Lama may say, go do this one. Lama may also, in his incredible judgment, say, oh, this is a bigger problem. Go pick a mediator. Lama is never going to choose your mediator. That's a huge part of this program is hands-off from Lama. All right? And that's intentional in this program because it acts as a grievance process also. Because this process has to be independent. All right? It's got to be able to have people airing grievances as well, which means potentially airing grievances against teachers. Mama is a teacher. Okay, we need to make sure that we keep this program clean and clear and transparent, which unfortunately means that it has to be somewhat hands-off from Lama because someone could make an allegation against Lama, and we need to make sure that we give that space because we don't want to implode. We don't want to have allegations go unnoticed. Um, and that's actually something that he is completely on board and insisted on. Um, so I'm going to have these up here. You guys are welcome to look through them. Um, so there's a other, couple other parts about that that... Um, I want to make really clear about the grievance part of this, and I'm going to give a little trigger warning. And I got to do this. Um, 
partly because I need to give some perspective on some of these problems about how other sanghas have imploded because they have not been transparent. Um, so the way I'm going to talk about a couple of things is going to be a little bit rough. Uh, it's sort of the way we talk in the legal world. Um, and I'm going to use myself as an example on something else um, that's going to sound really terrible. Um, but it's just something that's got to happen. Um, so this process is not entitled, intended to handle certain types of challenges. I'm using challenges as problems and allegations. Um, there's some things that simply have to go for, through the legal system first. And there's two very good reasons why. Um, first one is transparency. Lions Road Dharma Center is not interested in hiding or sweeping <coughs> under the rug any mistreatment or even allegations of mistreatment. These things must be reported to the police to be investigated and uh, charges filed if appropriate. Second is civil liability that we may be subject to if we do not report such things. Um, transparency is really important, but the financial cost of not being transparent um, may be easier to understand for some people. Uh, civil liability of sexual harassment claim is around fifty to $300,000 per claim. This does not include legal costs, it does not include attorney's fees, any medical or special damages, and it does not include the very real human costs. Loss of work, emotional costs, trauma, embarrassment, guilt, and shame, all of the things that lead to years of therapy for everyone involved. And suddenly that $300,000 becomes an overwhelming and incalculable amount that we do not want to face. Transparency is more important, but living within the precepts and dharma is much more important. Let me give you an example of how the board-level harmony restoration would proceed. Let's say today there's an allegation of sexual misconduct that's reported to the police against me. I'm arrested. Charges go through. I go to jail. Right? A uh, person who made those uh, allegations are still coming to Lion's Roar. A couple years down the road, I come back. Right? I want to be a member of, come back to the Sangha. Um, whether or not those allegations are in fact true does not matter. Right? The board would come together, we'd convene a board, um, and that board would be made up of a Sacramento Buddhist Dharma leader, someone from a local victim's advocate, such as Weaver Similar Training, someone chosen by each party, and one to three members of the board would be chosen by Lama. Every attempt would be made to make sure that the board is equal and diverse, gender and age ratio similar to that involved in the, the uh, challenge. If the sexual allegations were made against a teacher or lama, there'd be a slightly different makeup. That board would make sure to be a, a nine-member board. Um, there'd be a member from the Sacramento Interfaith Council, and at least two Sacramento Buddhist Dharma leaders, um, one local member of a mediator conflict resolution expert, uh, and at least three refuge members, uh, Sangha refuge members. And you got to understand that harmony restoration is not about finding the truth of the matter or really much fact-finding at all. So the truth of the matter is, is not really what we're looking at. 
We're looking at moving into the future with everyone involved. Um, and that was a point that Lama really emphasized, is that we want to be able to move together as a Sangha, and the issues are the issues. We've got to accept that. And that's a huge part of equanimity, actually, is accepting what happened in the past and moving forward together. Um, there are a few exceptions to that rule within grievance problems. So a uh, person fills out the form for a grievance. Those are the few uh, situations where fact-finding would happen, um, specifically any allegations of financial malfeasance against the board, um, and you know, a few grievance issues as well would be fact-finding situations. Um, but again, harmony restoration is about moving forward together, not about solving the dispute or figuring out who's right and who's wrong. Um, so that being said, mediator training is still uh, being built. Hopefully in the next month or so that will be uh, ready for training. Um, so if you're interested in mediation, please uh, hang <coughs> on to that interest. Um, it'll be coming out soon. Um, also, the tribunal piece has not yet been, been completed. Lama really needs to have a much heavier hand in that. Um, and quite honestly, that's a little bit scary to do because of the weight of that. Um, I'm really happy that I could be a part of this project. It's been a very difficult project to work on. Um, I know that there's a lot of talented people who could really um, help out with this, uh, and I'm really honored that I had the time to be able to do what I could do with this. Hi, Connor. I, I echo the um, appreciation for your work on this. I, I had a question. You talked about when things have some, I don't know if it's criminal or civil implications that transparency will inspire us to get that into the, you know, the legal system efficiently. And then you also talked about, as a Sangha, our efforts to sort of heal and move forward. Do those things happen in parallel? Or can you talk a little bit about whether that's the case or if not, what, what else, how it would happen? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, it sort of depends. Um, so when situations come up in mediation, so like there's a mediator involved and you know, let's say two people are mad at each other and it comes up that they're mad at each other because of sexual harassment or something like that. Um, because of the legal issues, mediator training is going to say that the mediation has to stop and the matter needs to be reported to the police. The mediation cannot go forward. Um, and this is because of those civil liability issues for the entire Sangha and temple. Um, that being said, that does open up a whole can of worms of what then do we do in the interim. Um, and unfortunately, if that situation does not involve teachers, that situation is going to need to be managed by teachers. Um, most likely it's going to be those people need to stay away from each other which is what's going to be the directions from attorneys and prosecutors um, because we just can't get involved anymore 
uh, if the matter is civil, sort of the goal of the program is to not need to go to civil court. Um, a lot of, I'm using sexual harassment because it, it's sort of one of those things that's easy for a lot of us to see because it is so prevalent in the legal system right now. Sexual harassment is a, one of those two-pronged things. It almost always involves criminal charges and civil charges. So that process can last a really long time. Um, the hope, though, is, is that after the criminal charges have been dealt with, perhaps this program could avoid civil charges, right? Because then we're dealing with, after the criminal process is over, then we have the two people in the Sangha, and then we might be able to help settle the hearts and minds and bring the people back together. That's not easy. That's not going to happen in an hour and a half. That's where we have the principles of equanimity, which they've all tried to study at one time, probably, and that is not easy, all right? Holding everyone together in calm, peaceful equality. I mean, just trying to understand the principle is hard. Actually putting it into practice, I mean, I'm, I don't know how to do that, you know? So that's... That's an overtime process. That's a uh, not only a healing process but a dharma practice, and you know, so it, it's a program that involves coming back to it. Um, but that's a great question. Thank you. Green lights on. There we go. Um, so I have two questions. Um, one, what if the accuser doesn't want to press charges? And two, um, will there be some sort of accountability process for someone who has done harm? Um, you know, what will it look like to show that that person is safe um, to be here and whatnot? So if someone does not want to press charges, um, that is when we start getting into some really weird things. And that's when it depends on whether or not the person accused is a teacher. Um, if the person is not a teacher, we have teachers that are, as advisors. Um, if the person is a teacher, then hopefully we have friends and family who can help that person make a decision. Um, because ultimately that is a personal choice, but um, that, that gets really hard. And we may not know about it. And there's nothing that we can do about it. Who's going to know? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> so personally, I just I I like to involve the police as as little as possible, and um, you know, trying to make it a community effort rather than you know involving uh, law enforcement. Um, 
So I was just curious, like if someone wasn't interested in pressing charges, um, could it just be that you know we tell the community, hey, this happened, I'm not pressing charges, but I want us to make sure that this person is accountable in ways that we, that we decide. I, yeah, so here's, no, I considered that, and the problem is, is that if you look at what happened within the big sanghas, if you looked at Shambhala, the small per circle of people knew, and that's what happened with everything. You look at the Catholic Church, they knew, and they didn't do anything. And that's a problem. And that perpetuates the cycle. And I understand the, the desire not to involve law enforcement and not to involve outside people, but That's how bad actors keep acting. Um, and it's just, in all of my research, I haven't yet to find, and it's not that it doesn't exist or that it hasn't actually worked, a situation where I've been comfortable with the results of that sort of thing. And that's on a personal level, right? I, um, and there are ways to make an allegation and to file charges and they're not being followed through with because of someone not choosing to cooperate. Uh, that happens all the time. Um, but then it's recorded. Right? And it's recorded in a way so that then the next person who comes back down and chooses to make that allegation because it happened to them as well, but doesn't want to go to the community, then has more support for their allegation. Because they're scared or they're scared of talking to the community or the community won't believe them, then they have something else to support them. Um, or let's say that person moves away, that actor moves away from this community. There's just that gets into a really sticky situation. And until it comes up, I can't tell you the best way to deal with it. And it's been dealt with in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places. This was the best idea that I had. Um, looking at the options was that you need to encourage that person to report it and encourage and encourage and encourage um, because the downfall and the harm to other people in my mind outweighed the challenge to that individual. And um, to share some personal information, I've been in that position and I have reported and I have retracted. And that was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've done in my life. Um, 
and it's a choice that I made at the time that I wish I hadn't. Uh, but that's not to say that my personal choice is that of everyone else. So have my personal choices colored this? Of course. I can only bring my experience to what I do. So that's really what I have to say about that. And I'm sorry, I really forget your second question. <laughs> So accountability to, process. You know, for the community to be involved in helping whoever did the harm. Um, you know, for the community to know that this person is working on being someone who's safe and welcome in the community. Um, just because, you know, something, a harm does happen, we can have a restoration process. Um, but then how do we know that that person isn't going to, you know, do Yeah, so the, that's a great question. That was actually considered with the board level about you know, like the example that I gave. Um, that is actually, uh, part of that is that um, the board actually has a lot of leeway to craft something, some sort of document or something that helps people sort of do that sort of thing. Allows witnesses to come in, allows people to share um, allows it to be reconvened at a later date for more work to be done. Um, so the board is not very limited at all. It says, hey, here are the people. Let's talk. Let's do this. Let's see how we can work together again. Um, so the board is actually really flexible to allow those people to come up with something or nothing based on what they want. So there's not like stringent, rule, stringent rules on what they need to do or cannot do. It's sort of up to the situation. And uh, I intentionally left it opened to allow that sort of thing, um, and specifically allowing witnesses to come in so that someone could bring, hey, you know, here are my family and support, and here's my whatever to say, you know, I've changed, or here's what I'm doing to make sure that I'm not going to do this again, or here's my plan. You know, this is. The board is not for the community. The board is for the individuals involved. It is not a community thing. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's actually something to, to sort of keep in mind is that you know, there might be this incident that involved two people, and you may know about it. But it, it's really those people that need to come back together. Just because you know about something and you're potentially disturbed by it, that may cause you harm, but that's a different harm that this program is not intended to deal with. You know, this program can't deal with everything. This program cannot deal with the Hatfields and McCoys, <coughs> right? But there's a limitation on what we can deal with here, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah. 
So I think we can take about one more question. Um, uh, my question is, uh, had a paragraph towards the end about violence and succession planning, I think. Mm-hmm. And not really succession planning, but okay. Well, that I'm just. What's the subtext on that? That uh, bothered me. Yeah. So the the tribunal is intended to be a booklet like this that could be used in a situation where something happened, like, let's just give an example. Um, Recently, there have been some shootings at Jewish synagogues. Let's say something like that happened. That's a horrific event. We need something that that were to happen here that evening, the next morning, the next afternoon, we have something that we can sit down together and go through. Maybe that's not the official memorial. Maybe that's not the actual thing that we're going to have as a final thing that we're going to do to come together. But we have it and it's ready to go. And it's fast and we're there. Right? We don't have to think about it. We don't have to create it. We're not scrambling. It's already in our pile of prayer books. We can just pull it out and sit and go through it. It doesn't have to be here. It doesn't have to be outside. You know, maybe we have copies somewhere else so that we can convene in the park and we have something that can help us come together and start healing. Because things happen. And right now, we don't have anything like that. Um, and the better prepared we are for situations like that, the better we'll get through them. Um, and that just comes from my little attorney mind of disaster planning and catastrophe planning and making sure that we have plan A, B, C, and D. Uh, and I don't like thinking about it any more than you do, which is why it's not done yet. <laughs> um, and quite honestly, it, it's something that I don't think Lama likes thinking about, which is why it's not done yet either. <laughs> um, but I think we really need that because we don't have, you know, the Book of Common Buddhist Prayers. <laughs> we don't have something that we can just go to. Um, so if we have something that you just pull out. That's, that's why that's in the scheme. It's to bring us all back together. To try to bring us all back to harmony. So that we can listen and talk. And be together. But you know, sort of on that note, it's really supposed to be sort of fun. Like, it is under about... So if you click on about, <laughs> about, about us, about everything, I guess. No, it says harmony restoration. Part of it says restoring harmony. Uh, one of the documents was titled a little bit wonky, so 
Um, but it's got uh, that section that I read. It's got a couple other things in it. Um, and then it has these. It has parts of it, like the, the middle parts are uh, actually um, pushed out. So they're cut and paste into that. But it actually has PDF links that you can actually um, print out. So you can use them at home. You can use them wherever. Um, I'm going to put two of these in the library. Um, so if you're here and you've got a problem, just pull them out. But use them over and over again. You know, I mean, these ones are self-explanatory. The other ones you do need a mediator, so it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but I've got a complete set here if you guys want to look through them. Um. This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, visit lionsroardharmacenter.org.